You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mic, baby. Rock your mic. Rock the fucking mic. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 99 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. If you haven't done so already, I really don't know what you're waiting for. I didn't fuck anybody's name up during this intro. So, <laughs> Mikey P, nice and smooth. Pass it off to you. That was great, Mike. Thank you. I'm He's back. back. I'm back. He's back. That's how it, it's professional. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's He's a pro. Rehearse, but it's it's off the dome, bro. This is what you get at PNI. You get authenticity. You get goatees. You get real shit. You know what I mean? No, nah, for real. You know what they that call is. that? They call that a pro's pro right there. Yeah, He's a pro's, pro's pro. pro. Yeah. We talked about that before in <laughs> nah. a while back. No, nah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that was episode four. Oh, 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 my God. He's a pro's pro. I I'm think it was fine, like okay? Me too. It, it's sour hour at PI per usual. Regular. Okay. Yeah. Episode 99. What? 99 of PI is brought to you by Prize Picks. Daily fantasy made easy. Also, right now, we are live at the Props Network at PropsHQ.com. I don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't subscribed yet, because today. We start our football previews, the official NFL 2022 regular season previews. Finally. Today. Finally. It starts today. We got the AFC South on tap. All right. But we can't forget. What are we wearing? Fantastic fabric. Mm-hmm. I don't think Paul's followed suit, but at least he's going there. No, that's he's a nice shirt. The Phillies. Yeah. My fault. No, nah, no, nah, you're walking <laughs> the Phillies. It's okay. Look, you're you're, got, we got to do laundry, you know? We do. <laughs> we do. It's piled <laughs> up. But. Um, excused. See, yeah. we wear the shit out of this because we got everything, all right? Black and gray, T-shirts, long-sleeve tees, hoodies, tanks, all right? Still rubbers. summer. Yeah, rubbers. Yeah. <laughs> rubbers. Next up on the list. That's crazy. Oh, my God. That is insane, We're so bro. shot. We're that so is shot. fucking crazy, bro. Like, this, just for him to say that. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like I said, bro, you don't find that anywhere else. No other <laughs> podcast is saying this shit. Nobody, no other podcast is funny, knowledgeable, and fucking straight heat, bro. Like, you ain't finding this. Nobody's not going over mics tonight. This either. shit is rare as fuck, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, yo, embrace this moment, bro. This shit is fucking rare We're the as best hell. ever. It, it's amazing, bro. Like... Just We're fire, it. man. There yeah. we go. We got another order right in the chat already. Okay. 
audience, as usual, don't be afraid to comment the entire show. We are always looking at the comment board. We try to fit in the comments as much as possible. But merchandise, guys, DM us on social media for pricing. Let us know. We're about to make another bulk order. And the merchandise is courtesy of IPP Pressworks of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And last but not least, if you missed episode 98, you need to go and check that out right now on all of our platforms. We had Sheffield Shuffler of Playmaker here. Do you understand? Sheffield Shuffler was here on Thursday, and we gave you extra content. He was fucking phenomenal. Go follow him at Sheffield Shuffler on Instagram and at Sheffield Shuff on Twitter. He's got the best content in the game, man. He's so great, and we're going to be having him back here quite often. So stay tuned. Go check out episode 98. Hey, that was fun, man. He was he was legit. Like he's welcome back here anytime. So I know you're listening to this. Man. You're welcome here anytime and we can Whoa. we can talk some real shit. What you mean? What's up? <laughs> I see that. Oh, that's crazy. That's Long crazy. smooth. Yeah. I get it. I get it. See, I, look, I'm not here. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm I'm pushing our brand forward, and you guys are gonna kill me for it. And I'm potting. That's not the only thing he's pushing. Yeah, I'm potting. I'm potting, and, and exactly right. Heavy pickle. Message me your size. You know what's crazy is I pulled up that message and I just stuck it right underneath your face as you were saying. <laughs> wow. I mean, there <laughs> yeah, you go. That's, that's a pause moment, though. I mean, now that I'm reading it again, it's just like, damn, yo, I don't even know where my brain is going. It's regular, you know. Philly Phil behind the glass, thank you very much. And I'm going to actually summon you right now to, to open the video that I sent over to you. Because this is how we're starting off this show tonight. The best intro ever. <laughs> this is for you, Pauls, all right? I was hyped up. This is your spirit animal right here. He's amazing. Baker Mayfield is on the screen in black and blue. We got to get used to this shit, man. This is crazy. Those jerseys are clean. I love those jerseys. So do I. I'm not going to lie. With the gray pants. He's ready. He's ready. We got to get used to seeing that. But if you didn't check that out on our TikTok, Mike put this up there um, earlier this weekend. Mike put up a TikTok of this, and it was fucking hilarious. Go check that out, too. All right? little self-promotion. Fifty-five. I just get you ready, years. though. No, 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 no. Fuck that. We gotta give him his fucking flowers, bro. <laughs> oh All God. hell, bro. Pointed it out. Yo, you know? Fifty-six fucking thousand fucking views, bro. That's amazing, man. That's good work. I'm giving you your flowers, bro. You deserve <laughs> you. it. I appreciate Yo, it. Yo, that, no, that's that's creativity and that's hard work, bro. For real. Bar him up before you fuck him. Look, look, look. <laughs> no, no, no. See, look. See, that's the problem, bro. See, this is this is the misconception we have in society. You can't give it, you can't give somebody else love. It's fucking crazy. Like, I got I said thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's crazy, bro. It's thank absolutely you so insane. Much. I but what I'm saying I started is, it, so I'm no I'm better, is, you know. Like just think about the the, the the whole work aspect. Like, like you found that clip on the internet and you immediately thought of something, a caption. So please go check it out. It's fucking amazing. It's funny <laughs> as hell. But like you saw that clip and that was where your brain went. That is fucking insane. And I love you for that. Thank you. I appreciate it's it. It's amazing. I don't know why my brain went there on the what the TikTok well, said. I do, but but yeah. I mean it's regular. It's regular. It's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, guys, so Zach Wilson officially had successful surgery today. He is presumed to be out two to four weeks to start the season. Joe Flacco is getting Robert Sala's wish of him being a starting quarterback. We're going to find out. Guess who he plays week one? Take one guess who Joe Flacco plays week one. Ravens? Yes, sir. Yeah. So we got Baker. 
versus the Browns, most likely. And we got Joe Flacco versus the Ravens. And then we got Russell Wilson versus the Seahawks all week one. Amazing. NFL knows what they're doing. Yeah, of course they do. Great, man. It's great. NFL is king. They are. Um, and then last but not least, there's one other piece. It was Super Bowl hero cornerback Malcolm Butler is out for the season for the Patriots. He was due to start Damn, for them this season. He started either. last uh, preseason game. He was supposed to start, apparently. This is, last, this is what uh, I heard. Preseason game. Oh, he was supposed to start. Apparently. I don't like my this voice that much, Philly Phil. I don't even know. Oh, he was supposed to start. Apparently. I don't like my this voice that much, Philly Phil. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, Entourage worked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, there you We're go. back, baby. I had, a, I had a double check. All right. There you go. So, uh, Malcolm Butler out for the season. Philly Phil, change it up and turn this shit up, man. Let's go. It's football season, baby. Yeah, this is this is the best time of the year, right? The here. best three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Barely. It's like it's like, yeah, it's like three weeks and two days. Thursday, September eighth, guys. Can't wait. All right. So we literally have six shows until, you know, until the big thing. <laughs> that's that's crazy, actually. Yeah, when you think about it. We still got, like, you know, yeah. so actually this is perfect for me to preface how we do our previews here in case you missed last year, which you were shot if you did. All right? This is what we're doing. We're doing AFC South tonight. We're giving you everything, all right? Major headlines, predictions for the season, win total bets, regular season future bets that stand out to us, season-long fantasy football. We're going through all of it. So this is like kind of we bounce around a lot, all right? Pause. <laughs> yeah. But we'll go from team to team. So we're going to start right now with the defending division champions and number one seed in the AFC last year, the Tennessee Titans. That's right. Are we forgetting like what they did last year? Their team was kind of regular degular last year. Well, look, when you don't win the Super Bowl, everybody is going to forget regardless. Good so, point. of course, it's going to be a forgettable season for them. So we got we got a lot going on here. The over under is nine and a half wins for the Titans this year. That's tied with the Colts. So they were twelve and five last year, and I mean here I'll, I'll go through some of the transactions. Obviously they got rid of AJ Brown. Julio Jones is no longer on the team. Uh, Deontay Foreman is no longer on the team. They lost Janoris Jenkins. Uh, looking through the list. Nothing too, too major, though. Like, there, there wasn't a ton of change here. They lost Ferkser, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's he's he's a Falcon now. So, yeah. no more Ferkser. He was a preseason darling for us last year. Wait, they got the Falcons? They got yeah. Austin Hooper, Smith. though. Arthur Smith picking up Ferkser. Maybe you should look into that because they're, they're a couple receivers short over there. Um, but they add Robert Woods in a trade. They add Austin Hooper. And they drafted Traylon Burks to replace A.J. Brown. And then they drafted Malik Willis, who looked pretty good in preseason. And that, I mean, that's kind of it. Like, you know, they draft a cornerback in the second round. Most people aren't going to know who he is. So uh, that's Roger McCreary from Auburn. But what are we thinking about the Titans right now? Like, how do we feel? Is this team maybe being overlooked? Um can they repeat their success from last year? Like, what are we thinking about this team right off the bat? Because uh, okay. I think, like, public opinion is split on these guys. Public opinion is split. Nine and a half is not bad. Okay. Oh, I mean, 
<laughs> they, got, they got Robert Woods, okay, but he's coming off an ACL, and he's also 30 years old. But you got rid of A.J. Brown, who's literally in the midst of his prime. He's 25 years old, and he's explosive as ever. Pulse. But So, like, my thing is, I think they really botched the receiver position overall because if you kept um, A.J. Brown and you had Robert Woods, now you got something. Because you got Derrick Henry still. He's still Derrick Henry. I don't care what anybody says. I, a lot of, I know a lot of people are predicting a down year for him. It's Derrick Henry, bro. He led the league in rushing yards pretty much majority of the season, and he was still hurt. So, See to me, that? he's still Derrick Henry. Um, Theories is one step ahead, man. But like, That was my, coming up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my Go thing ahead. is, like, their, Speak defense, the truth. their defense is kind of, like, quirky. You know, they're not always there, but... I will say that they are going to be a tough team. I don't think they're going to be a slouch. Yeah, I agree with that, to be honest. I feel like they're being overlooked in a sense. I feel like they're always overlooked. But the problem is, is like they're well coached. Yes. So, like, that's something to me that go that does go a long way because you could have a team like the Cowboys who had talent all over the field, but they're poorly coached and they suck. Um, but, like, the only – the one knock I want to have on, on Vrabel is I didn't like what he said post game after Malik Willis's game. Uh, I took him out because I want to see him throw. I mean, to me, like, that would be like taking Lamar Jackson out when he went in for Flacco. Like, I just feel like that was stupid because he had he did show some some skill. And if he's a running quarterback, I mean, you drafted him. You know his strengths and his weaknesses. Right. Well, not to mention the biggest variable involving the Titans, not, not Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is the story here. I Ryan Tannehill went from being a very effective like top end starter two years ago, like top twelve numbers, legit. Yeah, he had a, he blossomed in this system. Last year was awful. Like, don't know what happened to him, but he was not the same guy, especially in play action where he was among the best in the entire NFL the previous year. So, I kind of feel like you know, this this comes down to Ryan Tannehill, and you're, we're talking about Malik Willis right now, okay? If Ryan Tannehill plays like he did last year, this kid should be playing. Like, I'll give him what a month and a half. Typically, but if this kid, if this kid looks the way he does right now, where he he can make plays, and Ryan Tannehill plays the way he was last year, you know, I mean, this team has aspirations. So, and the thing is, too, is like when you have a quarterback like Tannehill, who's you know he's, he's your regular average quarterback in the league. If it's a, if him and Malik Willis are in a competition during camp. And it's close. You should go with the rookie. No, you can't because you're paying Tannehill too much money. Is well, he here's still, the other is thing. He still highly paid. They're saying Ryan Tannehill's having an excellent camp. That's one thing that has he been went said. To therapy. He, no, yeah, he, he, he did. He went to therapy. Well, I mean, he said he was in a dark place after yeah. that playoff loss because they were the number one seed, and he was expecting big, like big things. And I thought they were going to the bowl too. We we talked about it last year. Yeah, I picked they, them. They looked and like I'm they were going to be contenders, bro. Like, yo, that shit does help people, bro. Like. It helps you regain focus on what you love, bro. For real. It gives you a different perspective on life. I just like for me with Tannehill, I just feel like he's your average NFL sure. starter. And that I just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if he can drag that team. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. Like Ryan Tannehill isn't the quarterback to me that can throw guys open and and wear out a defense with his mind. But here's the thing. Tennessee is <laughs> is never really known to be explosive. They're just methodical. Yep. That's it. They run the football and 
they get first downs. Who's their shorehanded guy though? Like he doesn't have any any safety nets besides Derrick Henry. And I Robert mean, it's a Woods. Good one. Yeah, but how effective is he? How effective is he going to be this short off of his ACL? Yeah, didn't he get hurt in like, that's true. Thank uh, right around November or something. It was around. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. So. Yeah, he's I'm not going to be uh, a spring chicken, let's say. No, no, but he he's still a veteran, and, yeah. and he's he's Robert Woods. Like, yeah. I know he got hurt last year, and and a lot of like wide receivers last year kind of bloomed, and especially the Rams and uh, OBJ in his absence bloomed. So, like, I I think people forget Robert Woods. Like, Robert Woods is still extent. Robert Woods. Nobody's mentioning him. No, he's a, he's a good wide receiver. You know, I, he's is he is he a top ten? No, but he's a good wide receiver. He's a veteran guy. He's he's played in big games. Just give him a chance. But I just don't understand why they acquired him and got rid of A.J. Brown. To me, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, that's where I stand with the Titans. Well, especially, like, you know, the they're expecting Traylon Burks to fill giant shoes. And I like him a lot, guys. Like, I, before the Eagles made that trade, that was the guy who I was mocking to our team. I, I would have loved it. But he had an up-and-down uh, offseason so far. He's got an asthma issue. And, like, there's mixed reports. Like, they say that he's... You know, with some polish, he'll look pretty good. But you're asking a lot out of a rookie wide receiver. Um, I see a comment by Rob Pauls out there. Tannehill's a bootleg Alex Smith. He will need a monster team around him to win big games. But he's going to do bonehead shit from time to time. And then he's also going to wow from time to time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question, guys. Let's get into some bets here. Ryan Tannehill's total passing yard over under number is... 3,699.5. All right. That's minus 115. That's under. I'm thinking under, too. Man. But then again, I two straight years, he's gone over 3,700 passing yards. I don't think he's going to have the opportunity because they're going to have to rely on, on Henry now more than they have in the past. Like, A.J. Brown isn't out there. Like, see, and that's the part that does worry me is, like, Derrick Henry... Listen, I think he's still that dude. I think he'll probably produce for another year, and he's a safe bet. Like he's a, he's a volume guy, um, but big guys aren't supposed to get foot injuries like that. It's a problem. And you're and now we're going to be asking him to do more. Whereas, like you know, a year ago they're talking about all right, let's kind of dial it down a little bit. They obviously didn't. Like you're not going to be able to use him in the passing game. They've been saying they're going to get him involved for years there, and they've been slow to do that too. So you're basically like, how do you? How do you balance the best of both worlds there? If you're trying to minimize Ryan Tannehill, but reduce the tread on Derrick Henry's tires, because like he's he's at that point. Like we don't we don't know. We're going to learn a lot about him this year. We think he's going to be good, but how much can you ask the other guy? He's coming off a serious foot injury. This guy is built like a bus. Like he's not supposed to have an injury that he just had like that. I'm not worried. So, he's a freak, bro. I mean, he but how do you out. balance that though? Like how what do you do? If you're the if you're calling the plays for this team, what do you do? You rely on your best just, player. Just say, hey, Absolutely. we are going to run them to the ground and yeah. pray for the best. You get paid to do that. If you want to win the game, you got to give it to your best player. It doesn't even make any sense. I, I like the wear in the ground shit. I don't understand that, bro. You, they get paid millions. Fuck that, bro. If if we want to win football games and you do too, and you're a part of our game plan, and we're telling you, yo, you're going to carry the rock thirty times a game. You're gonna fucking do it. I think he. I don't think he's like that though. I, don't I think, think he's. He I think no, he's about I'm, that I'm just saying in general, like yeah. that's all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like it's a conflicting. You want to win. You know? The bottom line is to win. Yeah, I get it. You want to be. You want to also, 
you know, care for your players in terms of safety. I get it. But if if he's healthy, go out there. Get out there and so, get the rock. So how do we feel about that passing line, though? Mike, you said under. under I'm, yes. I'm, I'm kind of leaning under myself. Although, one thing that, like, like this team will be competitive to me. They'll be in some close games. Um, and I have a stat here for you. Hold on. They're nine and a half, you said? They're nine and a half win total. They were seven and two in one score games. Four and one in games decided by a field goal or less. Like this team plays in a lot of close games. All right. Plus 11 in turnover margin. And they were actually, besides Derrick Henry, they were the sixth healthiest team in the NFL. So, like, this team plays a lot of close games. My thought is okay, maybe, maybe he will go under. But, like, worst case scenario, if, if they underperform, which I think there's a good chance of that too, they're going to be passing the ball a lot in games that they're down. Like I'm so torn about this team is what I'm getting at. Like if they're if they're not going to be good, they're going to have to throw more late games. I'm still going to take the under though. Theories? I'm going to go over. I mean, Thera therapy, yeah. I'm telling you right now, man. I think Tannehill is going to surprise some uh, some some people this year. Like I'm not going to count him out. I don't think he's terrible in terms of the way we're talking here. Like, Should be all right. What was the over under? 3699? Yeah, so like, roughly 3700 yards and he's eclipsed that two years in a row. <sighs> but I'm gonna go receiving over, core man. downgraded? Sure. Team eh, not feeling as good about them. So like I they're so you, tough. Let me know? ask you a question. How do you guys view Austin Hooper? Best tight, tight end, end they've had since John U. Smith, but probably equal, if that. I mean, he's going to be asked to do a lot of blocking, you know? I'm just saying. He's a good pass catcher. I guess. I'll go I'll go over. I mean, Two last, years in year, a row, though, last year, yeah, look, last year he had a bad year, quote-unquote, but he still had 3,700 yards. I know he doesn't have A.J. Brown, but at least he has Robert Woods. Austin Hooper can be a, a, an option. Um, Derrick Henry, the only, the only knock on Henry is he doesn't catch, catch passes. passes. But they got Hillard in the backfield to catch to, to do that. Um, yeah, and they kept him as their backup instead of the yeah. other and they got Traylon Burks. I mean, obviously, look, to trade away A.J. Brown, you, add, you had to think that Traylon Burks is at least very good. Like, he could play in his league immediately. That like, was the thing about him. He's yes. pro ready, and that's He's why I like ready. him. Kyle Phillips looks all right, too. Number 18. The West Walker? Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Fifth, fifth rounder. Exactly. I mean, they do. Well, we've been asking exactly them to add a slot receiver. He's, theories are saying it all year. Dude. There's your Humphreys. He looks good, bro. There's your Humphreys. There's your Humphreys. Bro, serious. that is major, bro. When you can yeah. move the chains, man. Like, that's everything, dude. That is everything. I'm going over. I'm fucking convinced. Anna Hill, baby. <laughs> okay, let's go. Go ahead, do do one for old time sake, man. Tighten right, up, baby. But I'll fuck with the Titans, yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. So Dave is concerned about Derrick Henry's workload. You want to put that comment up on the board, Phil? Uh, he'll be asked to shoulder as much as ever. Running backs like Henry even have uh, so many carries in their body. If he can still take the workload and hold up, they're all right. If not, dot dot dot. That means negative shit's coming after that. <laughs> Regular. So, I also think, dude, like, if Tannehill's got that dog in him and they just drafted Malik Willis, family, I'm coming out and I'm fucking smoking people. I don't give a fuck, bro. 
You want competition? Just, I'm here. I'm letting you know I'm here. I'm I don't still know Ryan Tannehill. I'm just saying, if he does have yeah. that dog in him, that could also benefit him as well. This in this team, opinion. you know what it is? This is this team is they lack the flash. <laughs> this is go ahead. <laughs> say what you always say. They lack flash. That's what it is. It's and, like and they'll probably nothing, be a competitive team. And there's nothing wrong with that. They were twelve no. and five last year with no flash. They caught lightning in a bottle, bro. What do you mean? They, they caught lightning in the they bottle for a, 17 weeks. Yeah, they got hot Come at on, the right time. Not, that's not fair. I think I think they're due for some negative regression myself. And this is where, like, all right, I'm going to start throwing in the negatives. I just simply like the Colts better. And I like a lot of the teams in the AFC better. Period. Like, that, that's, that sums it up for me. I mean, Ryan Tannehill does concern me. But, yeah, like, I'm, also, I'm, when, I'm, I, when I just... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, can I say one thing? Saying, can I'm I say one saying, thing real quick? Sure, but I'm out here. I'm no, like he, he can be the average and they'll 12, be competitive. No, I know what you're saying. Everybody saying, knows. I think he's formidable enough to yeah. get 3,700. If he can just be a solid game manager even, this team will compete. Right. And I think he could probably do that, but I still think like this is the end of the line for him. That's that's where I am with Ryan Tannehill because I think he's going to be he's going to be forced to have to do more. I, I just don't see how this team, like they're just asking a lot out of Derrick Henry. I don't know. But the thing is, though, when you're when you're six and one in games decided less than three points, like good coaching, good coaching. But like that just screams negative regression for me. I just feel like they're not going to get that lucky again. And they what makes they that were, luck? I mean, because that's the a Reds good are, team. That that's a sign of a good team. If you can win close football games like I that, just don't, that's a sign of a I, good I team right there. I don't love the roster that much, you know, because it's like, not flashy. It's not it's flashy, not but sexy. I just, I just I think it. the rest of the AFC really upgraded. I get it. I get like, it. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I'm just gonna put it out there. Well, we're gonna go to that part soon, but we'll get to that point. We'll see. You know, you know what I think. So, <laughs> I mean, you can speak as free as you want. Go ahead. No, I was saying like in terms Bobby, of free the spirit. <laughs> we could, we could, we could, we could. I was saying in terms of put a of teaser the in there. In, in, in yeah, all right. We'll like, wait. We'll wait. The Titans making the playoffs. I didn't. We didn't get to that part yet. So I want okay. to hold my my opinion. You can. You know. You can. And see. So it's for the show. I hear you. I'm getting excited, man. I, I get it. I get it. You know. So fantasy wise, I'm gonna go through a list of players here, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you your thoughts. All right. So Ryan Tannehill first. Is this guy like a maybe a like a back end starter? Because last year, remember, we like we all had him in our top ten rankings last year. For good reason. Am I in a sixteen team league? (laughs) In a standard, so so everything we do here for the audience is gonna be standard ten team PPR ninety percent of the time. And we'll throw in some other comments about other leagues we're in. We got auction leagues and we had him we had him in our top ten. Yeah, we did. Justifiably, though, I did like yeah. the the year before he was in there firmly. I don't even remember in fantasy. We all well, had him in there. Jones. We were sold on. Oh, Jones. you're right. We yes. all had him in there. Agent. I mean, yes. he had 32 touchdowns the year before. Like yeah. he was 33. legit. Yeah, and he had rushing numbers. He had a rushing floor. So, but like this year, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him in a in an 18 man. I don't even want him as a backup. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I hate to say it. I, I'm trying not to dump on the guy because I actually think he could he could be average. But like this is fantasy football we're talking about. I just don't see how he's he's gonna replicate the numbers he had. No way. I, I like he's more like last year than the year before that to me. Yes, I agree. And like also, I expect that their red zone efficiency is gonna drop too. Like last year they were ninth best, sixty-two and a half touchdown rate. Like 
I just don't see how they're going to be able to keep that up with without AJ Brown there, the guy who does catch the touchdowns in the end zone. Like you, you do have Derrick Henry, thank God, but like again, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to do some stuff here for this team to be successful. All right, do you? So you guys think like maybe if you're in a dynasty league, do you do you go after Malik Willis? I would. I think it's. I think it could be worth it because he's a runner. And look, those those quarterbacks right now, those are fantasy guys. Running back, why uh, quarterbacks are like a fucking branch of a running back now. True. What do you mean? Like you could like you have quarterbacks putting up numbers of skill players. Yeah, I they agree. just they just do. When you have running quarterbacks like that, like last year, Jalen Hurts was not a very good quarterback by standards of like watching the game. But in fantasy, he was a monster. And that's why this year Jalen Hurts is going to be drafted very, very high. And in our auction league, he's going to go for big bucks because the floor of a running quarterback is high as shit. You know what's crazy? You just mentioned something about fantasy and Jalen Hurts being uh, not a good quarterback. I was watching a couple of Eagles games, and he looked really, really bad, right? Like, you're you're thinking, like, fantasy-wise, he's probably gar- he's garbage. No, he has 25 points. I look, yeah, I, I look at his score, and he's got 21 to, to, like, 25 points. You're sitting there like, damn, if he could just fucking throw, it's a wrap, It's bro. over. It's he'll, over. he'll have, like, 40 points a week. The most, like, Justin Herbert, his rookie season, he was fantasy-proof. He had 30 points a week. Not forty, but you know what I mean. Like he'll have, he'll yeah. have, he'll have a thirty. I got you. Yeah, of Couple. course, because the the running quarterbacks are where it's at. Those guys just for f- the way fantasy football works, they just perform. They're like it's it's like a, a cheat code almost when you get it a is. running quarterback. But it that's is. you know that's the thing with Ryan Tannehill. Going back to him is I just don't think he's going to be rushing as much this year either. Because if if they couldn't get the play action going last year, like it just to me it's. They don't have nobody on the outsides that scares uh, you. You don't need their the double offensive anyone. line is not good either. Like they're a bottom ten unit, and I didn't. Even, I don't think I said that earlier. They're just they're not that they're not that good. So that tells me everything 28th, I need to know about Derrick Henry, bro. The tw- fact that he can lead the league in rushing with a dog shit offensive line that's that's amazing, bro. That's crazy to me. Right? I mean, and they Seriously. were and he's always facing stack boxes, obviously. But this this offensive line was twenty eighth in pressure rate. Like they were abused last year. So I'm I'm just out. I'm out on Ryan Tannehill this year. Me too. Um, Derrick Henry, though. Now we got to talk about him. Okay, he's going with an ADP about six pick overall in PPR drafts right now. Standard PPR leagues, ten team leagues. Can he's going six. Can, can you tell me who's taking over him, or do you know on top of your head? Yeah, I think I do. Um, so CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, uh, Justin Jefferson. And maybe it was Dalvin Cook. I don't know. I don't know who the fifth guy was. Not Devontae Adams? No. He's going late first round, early second by ADP. Keep sleeping. <laughs> we'll get there, though. So Derrick Henry's going sixth. Hmm. And then roughly like in that territory, you got, like I said, Dalvin Cook. Um, I think Aaron Jones was somewhere there. Um, well, if, I'm da- if I'm drifting you sixth got- and I get Derrick Henry, I'll take that. All, all day, day You got Jamar Chase is going somewhere yeah. around there. All day long. Give me, give me Derrick Henry over Jamar Chase. No, give me Derrick Henry over fucking Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup, bro. I mean, well, Cooper Cup. In PPR, though, remember. PPR. This Don't, is PPR. PPR. Bro, he okay. gets 25, 30 touches a game regardless. Yeah, it's, like, it's amazing. If he catches two Touchdowns passes. Touchdowns, too. If that, yeah. If, if he just catches, if he gets three, four targets or three targets a game, like that's just cherry on top of the ice cream. 
but he's getting the whole he's getting the whole fucking boat no matter what. His usage rate is so high. Yeah, I I feel like I would be pretty comfortable taking him there. I, I think even I think, think twice. absolutely. I think I think a lot of people are going to underdraft him. Actually, good. Keep sleeping. He's a beast, bro. I mean, he's already at the sixth pick, and this this was a guy who was universal top three last it's, year. It's cause it's Derrick Henry. I know it's like, wild, bro. It's stupid. okay. He got her. It happens. Who's to say he can't bounce back? And have you have you seen this guy? Not for nothing, but CMC got hurt the last two years. And he's being drafted yeah. ahead of Derrick Henry, who got oh, hurt one year, and he returned that season. It's crazy. He people, returned people last year. Well, it's chasing, PR too, though. You know wild. what else, though? People are chasing the upside, and obviously there's a ton there. But, like, you know, Derrick Henry, he gets the volume, man. Like, he's got a safe floor. He's got a, a really – it's easy to bet on his floor, okay? Every time. Um, if you're worried about his injury, I would just say make sure you get Dontrell Hilliard. Get him later in the draft. Make sure you get him if you're worried. Dontrell. That's it. I would take him six pick. I'm fine with that. You know, and I think crazy? he'll put up RB one numbers again this year. It's crazy. Next year that. might be a different story, but this year, I think he'll I think he'll be all right. Even if his is if his efficiency drops, just hypothetically, if it does drop, he's still going to get that massive volume. And fantasy is all about volume, especially right? at the running back position because there's very little running backs compared to wide receivers, and there's very few who played as many games as he had prior to last year. Like this guy is dependable. The drop off between like the running back ten, the RB ten and the RB fifteen is is so much more substantial than like the wide receiver ten and the wide receiver fifteen. Like the wide receivers are kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah, absolutely. In a sense, like you could get the same exact production mm -hmm. in just different ways. Because the guy who may score more touchdowns, the guy might be getting more opportunities, more targets. If it's PPR, you know, you get a point for that. You get a point for the first down or whatever it is. But the 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 drop off from running back to running back is a lot worse than it is wide receiver to wide receiver. Well, and you know what's funny, too, is I actually feel like this year, the running backs, there's more of them now than there was last year. Yo, let me ask you a question. Crazy thing. Do you guys, how do you guys view this? Do you think that the workhorse running back is on its way out? Somewhat, like, but it depends because, like, you see some teams that they, they have that running back, like a Jonathan Taylor, who he's just so good and you can't you can't take him off the field. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like, like, like I'm just saying, because yeah, look at the Broncos. Like, you have Javante Williams and you have Melvin Gordon. Outstanding. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, outstanding. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, outstanding. DeAndre maybe. Swift, Jamal Williams, outstanding. Well, maybe, Mike, what it does is just diminishes the position in fantasy football. Like, here's the thing. This is this is my strategy, and this is something that's trending. Like, people tend to go that zero running back strategy, and they don't touch any of them till like, fifth round. That's Some people do this, and they they chase, like, the, the elites at wide receiver and tight end very early and then they go after young guys at running back since they get hurt all the time. This is a popular strategy now. Now, I don't employ that. I, I'm i looking to get two of my first three picks, usually. Now, in the in the past couple of years, I've been struck by the injury bug. you got to get at least one elite running back in your first two picks, I feel like. I Third disagree. Round, what? Go ahead. I think you go running back, running back. Yeah, that's what I just said. I go two. I go two out of three. Okay. Oh, oh, no, I, I'm saying back to back. I'm taking two. Oh, yeah. If I had the That's first what I'm two saying, rounds, Nick. I'm taking. If you can give me a, a, a Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones in the first two rounds, I'm happy as fuck. Oh, hell yeah. I am happy because then I can get my wide receiver, then I can get my tight end, and then I can maybe draft an AJ Dillon just for insurance. And also, he might get some playing time. So he could be a flex option as well if you need. He it. was a standalone like, option. Bro, last like, year. there is a lot of. 100%. There's a lot more potential in that.
like in my opinion, you had the running back. Like if you can get the running back position well secured, you're golden because yeah. it's the most thin position in fantasy. Exactly, and this is this is why I was saying I like to go two out of three usually because the drop off after round four is substantial. Like you're you're looking at mids already. You're looking at mids round. You're four. looking at David Montgomery's. Yeah, and I'm not drafting him round four either. By the way. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, you're looking at David Montgomery. I, I can't have him as I, I would prefer not to have him as a starting running back on my team when I think that wide receiver's so deep. Absolutely. I'd rather chase that. I'll get at least one elite wide receiver and then I'll bank on a younger guy or whatever to become elite. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's that's what I'm doing. So do you do running back, wide receiver, running back, or it depends, depends on, on the board? On I the usually go running back first two picks, though, because that's – So do I. That just seems to be how it breaks for me every year. So, I mean, it, it really all depends. Like, if you're in a redraft league, it also depends on when you're picking. So, um, yeah, like that's that's what I'm saying, man. But wide receivers. So let's go back to Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, draftable, and if so, like where are you looking at him at? Like – Later rounds, um, Traylon Burks is going to be somebody. I think he'll go ahead. I mean, I, I think Traylon Burks might actually go ahead in drafts of Robert Woods because of the injury scare um, and the potential behind that because, again, they traded A.J. Brown for him pretty much. So they must think something of him. So I, I would probably draft Traylon Burks because I think that's more of a gamble. It's worth the gamble versus Robert Woods. In my opinion, because of the ceiling, I think the upside's higher. Yes, by far the on Traylon Burks. Right. Correct. Yes. So I, I would go with Burks in my opinion, and he, then he's one of my late round buys. Yes. Like I'm, I'm buying him, and I already, I like the talent though. Like yeah, I, yeah. I think this kid can play. It might be a, a rough learning curve the first few weeks, but I think this is actually a guy who's going to be like a pretty impactful wide receiver as a rookie. There's I, not, there's not, you know, it, it all depends. Usually, it's the higher the the wide receivers drafted, they pan out right away, and everything after that's a crapshoot. This guy, I think, can run all the routes. This guy's going to be asked to do a lot. So we're talking about fantasy here. This guy's going to have a large role right away. I'm not. I'm saying, looking at him as a late round yeah, buy. Yeah, I'm not and saying I, that Robert Woods isn't draftable. Yeah. I, I, he's definitely draftable. I mean, look, if you have Robert Woods in your flex, and he could be the old Robert Woods from two years ago, you got something. He's always that's had awesome. a good floor, too. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. So catch a lot of passes. He don't score a lot of touchdowns. He gets the targets. Yeah, he gets the oh, targets. By the way, uh, number four pick was Austin Eckler. My bad. Um, Derrick Henry's going tied for six with Justin Jefferson right now. Okay. That's that's your top six. Okay. So not Dalvin Cook. He drops to number nine. On what? The yeah. Dalvin Cook? Oh, whoa, whoa. Who's, who's ahead of him? Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and then all the people I just said. Najee Harris? Nah, I, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going with Dalvin Cook all day. That's Dalvin my boy, Cook man. Produces. That's my Dalvin guy. Cook fought, fought me at nine, and I would be the happiest guy. I'm taking Dalvin Cook over Austin Eckler, and I mean that's no shade at all. That's just I don't how I see it, man. I don't know, but what we we don't, we can we can hold off on him. We got we'll talk about them soon. Uh, Austin Hooper though, draftable yeah. or avoid? I avoid. avoid. I'm avoiding him too. So I'm not even going to talk about what I no. think he'll be. Um. But guys, I mean that's that's kind of it with the Titans. Like, how? So, did we do the over unders? Nine and a half wins, and I don't I don't remember. I say I say under under. I don't remember if we said it earlier. I, I'm saying I, under. I'll say I'll say under too. I think they're gonna get nine. And nine actually, like that would be. It a good seems realistic. Um, I have the schedule pulled up. Hold on. 
I think they're going to be tough, though. Don't get me wrong. I, I like. I think they could creep, you know, up on some teams. But I just, I think losing AJ Brown is is major for them, especially you know, uh, for Tannehill in general. There's, their schedule's he, not easy either, right? And you know? Tannehill has to get a rapport with fucking Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. Like that's not time. easy. Yeah, he, like it, it takes time, right? Like you saw the Julio Jones experiment that collapsed. I mean, obviously, he wasn't healthy, but even when he was, it didn't really pan out. You, you need that chemistry, so like because the timing is everything at the quarterback position. So we're all saying under on the Titans, yeah. And I think before we go, like jump the gun with playoff talk, which I was doing. I think we got to go to the Colts. Let's go. Because this this is the division here. Mm-hmm. The division race is between these two teams. Um, so, Philly Phil, you want to change it up a little bit? Turn that shit up, too, you know? Let's get it going. Indianapolis Colts. Guys, do it one more time. Come on. Oh, yeah, Colts. Well, Come on. We can still do it this year. Nah, we got, uh, he's a commander. He's a commander. Yeah. He's start to go ahead and take command. So, the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's the best so, idea. So the Indianapolis Colts, guys, here are the headlines of the season. They get rid of Carson Wentz after one year. He has 27 TDs, seven picks. They missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker, okay? They were the hottest team in the last month of the season, and they blew it. Plain and simple. They blew it. Nine and eight. They don't get in. Carson choked. Matt Ryan is in. They trade for Matt Ryan. They add Yannick Ngakwe, Stephon Gilmore, Nick Foles, nice backup option. Rodney McLeod, another Super Bowl champ. And Philip Lindsay, okay? So that's a pretty good offseason right there. Not counting. They had Alec Pearson, a second round, a wide receiver. Might play right away. We keep saying they didn't do enough a wide receiver. What if this kid's any good? We don't know, right? There's there, always somebody there's an, that comes out of the weeds. There's an opening right there. Kid played for Cincinnati. They were a great team. There's an opening right there, wide receiver two. Uh, they drafted a tight end in, in the third round, Jelani Woods. So the only thing that is bad so far that, that happened this offseason is Shaq Leonard. He's going by that now. Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, okay? <laughs> Meet Shaquille. Shaq Leonard. It's like it's like he doesn't like his name. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. But apparently, he went by the, that name his whole life. And he just decided to change it and said, fuck it. I don't want to be Darius yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah. Shaq. So, he had off-season back surgery, guys. They don't know when he's getting back, and this is this is the top five linebacker in the league. All right. So, there's where we're at with the Colts. They're at over under nine and a half wins as well. What are we thinking? Do we think first of all? I'll start with Matt Ryan because this is the the obvious, most talked about thing with the Colts. Is he an improvement over Carson Wentz this year? He is to a degree because he can make the simple plays. But I, I've said this before. I made this comparison a couple times on this show. To me, he's a he's a polished Carson Wentz. He makes the throws where like the the crazy throws that Carson Wentz can make, and then you like, but he can't make a like a five yard out route. Matt Ryan makes those passes. So I would say like I think they'll have ten wins and win the division, maybe eleven. Like I think they'll be right there. But I feel like Matt Ryan could win those games that Carson Wentz did some dumb shit and lost. But Let's not give a pass to Matt Ryan because he does get a pass. Yeah, he, he had it down here too so. himself. But, I mean, I mean, if you look deep here with the analytics, the efficiency numbers <laughs> do favor Matt Ryan. Even though the, you know, scratch the surface, it looks like Carson Wentz had a better season. So, like, there's there's two arguments to be had there. Um, and Matt Ryan, I mean, look, they both, they both didn't have a great receiving core. 
Both of them. Both of these quarterbacks. Both of them, the offensive line under, underperformed. So, like, to me, it's like, all right, I think maybe the one thing that will be, like, a slight upgrade is just maybe um, locker room. I don't know. Definitely like, accurate. Because, like, I, I think that Carson Wentz being knocked in the locker room is kind of, like, a made-up thing. It is. You know? But, like, that kind of defeats what I just said, really, right? You know, it's crazy. I, I think he could still play, but he's, you know, he's going to a team where, again, they, they really, the wide receiver position is still a big question mark. The offensive line regressed a lot last year. This was once the best offensive line in football two years ago. You could have made that argument. And they were not good last year. You know, it's they crazy. were not. You guys mentioned Matt Ryan. And you, none of you even mentioned that he blew a 28-3 lead. <laughs> That's I'm your job. You, look, this is here's my here, this is this is my point. Matt Ryan is fucking lucky as hell that he is not a popular icon or figure. Because if, if that was any popular guy, they would get roasted. Let that be for a the Wentz, rest of their life. A Wentz, a Baker, exactly one of right. them guys. Yes. Yep. If that was a Brady, they would crucify him. And Aaron Rodgers, crucify him. Jimmy G. Crucify him. Like I'm dead serious. He's, yeah, he's very lucky he's not in the in, in the in the spotlight like right. that. Like it's You're crazy. Right. That's a good point. Like I was just thinking about it. I'm like, damn, they didn't they didn't, they didn't mention he blew a 28 to 3. He just How the fuck do you blow a 28 to 3? Because he's like Eli Manning. He That's says all really the right difficult. things. That's crazy. You know how hard it is to do that? Says all the right shit, does all the right shit. And he's just like Eli Manning, where they just fly under the radar. They don't have big personalities and shit like that. But I was just that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like he's had his fair his fair share of mishaps. He has the biggest mishap of all time. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So I mean, and his offensive coordinator, you know. Yeah. But he's a quarterback. Yeah. You gotta be smart enough. Hey, bro, like we should run the football. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not I'm getting I'm getting away from that point. But I mean, I I think the Colts are winning division. I think they're winning 10 games. I think they're just gonna edge out the Titans for a division. Um, I think they're going to be a tough team, a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs because of their ability to run the football. Um, I love Michael Pittman Jr. That kid's a stud. He's getting better and better and better I do every single too. year. And uh, I think he's he's a star to make too. I think he's he's got a lot of upside. I think Matt Ryan is going to get on the same page with him because Matt Ryan is a veteran. You know, he like we talked about Tannehill, like Tannehill earlier about, you know, getting on the same page with his receivers. But Tannehill ain't Matt Ryan, bro. You know what I mean? Like, he don't, he, he, he ain't that. Matt Ryan's better. Calvin Ridley last year had, like, the sixth, was, like, the, like, ranked sixth in target shares. Yeah. Matt Ryan produces fantasy studs. Yeah, like, Matt Ryan's, like, he's, he's, like, going to do enough for the Colts to get him in the playoffs. That's where I think... Carson lacked last year, like you talked about. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like the Colts this year. I'll take the over nine and a half all day long. So, to add to what you guys are saying, because I'm in agreement, I oh, think. And by the way, they play, the, they play the Texans twice a year. They play the Jaguars uh, twice a year. And if we think the Titans are going to be down this year, they play them twice a year as Jaguars well. Jaguars are going to be So, there's six up. games. So, if they go five and one in that stretch, all they got to do is win five other games. And there you go. You hit the overs. I mean, here's the thing. So, I already think the Colts are a better roster than the Titans. But this is the differentiator that, that isn't mentioned yet. The Colts have, by win totals, the third easiest schedule in the NFL this year. The Colts? The Colts have the third easiest schedule by win total. That doesn't mean too, too much, but it, it's something, it though, because, you know, um, a lot of these teams, like, aren't going to change, right? Um, some of them will. But the Titans, though, on the other end, they're 21st 
in a schedule based on win total, which is not good. That's bottom 10 right there. That's a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already think that they have the roster advantage with the Colts. And I think actually I wanted to say this about Matt Ryan. I think that Carson Wentz seems to have his worst moments at the worst time. I, I do think Matt Ryan, I know that 28 and three, you know, 28 to three exists. That is one game though. This guy, I think, will so. will level it out. I think a little bit in the like. I think I will expect him to be pretty consistent. I, I just think that the there's really not too much of a drop off with the two for me. I, I think it's pretty much like all right, you swap one guy for the other, and it's going to be the same thing. So I thought the Colts were good last year. I think the strength of schedule thing definitely stands out to me. Um, and I like I like their off season. I think they had a good off season. It wasn't anything flashy, but I mean, they made some big upgrades to an already good defense. This defense, I disagree, Godfar, but go ahead. This defense was good last year. They were one of the better defenses, and you get Ngakwe and Gilmore. I mean, right off the bat, and McLeod, like mm-hmm. they shored up three different levels of the defense right there. So, like, I, I feel, I feel like they got better defensively. They might have leveled out on offense. And I think the offensive line can't possibly be worse than last year. They still have much of the same guys. Uh, left tackle was an issue. We'll see. So, like. That Gilmore signing was major. Uh, yeah, I think he, he can still, still play. play. He was defensive so, player of the year like two, three years ago. Exactly. So, like, to me, and he still played good ball last year. Yeah. So, so to me, He's just I'm expensive. taking the over. He was just expensive. I That's think all he was. 10, 11 games. You know, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about that over right there. Nine and a half, you know, I, I think they definitely surpassed that. They win a division. That's what I'm thinking right now. Um, agreement. But I guess we should take this to a fantasy angle guys matt ryan let's start there and what are your thoughts on matt ryan who's he's had some some good fantasy years but not lately i got him as like a bi-week filler maybe like you i mean definitely a backup if you're in like uh you know league 10 12 guy leagues you could definitely have him on your bench but i just like i don't i don't think he's he's not matt he's not matty ice where he's going to be giving you those 25 point outings week in and week out constantly I agree. I agree. Yeah, he's a bye week filler. If 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 he's available, sure. Yeah, I mean, like if he could fill in just one week, I think he can just do enough to not lose you that week. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with Pauls as well. I, I'm just straight up probably avoiding. I'm hoping I wouldn't have to use him in a bye week. Um, last year, mm, like not a good year last year, fantasy wise. Fantasy wise, not good. Um, I think he ranked in the bottom seven without pulling it up. I think he ranked bottom seven. I mean, not for nothing, though. I mean, he lost Calvin Ridley. I was going to say, he lost Calvin Ridley. And I know it's like we were talking about this last year with Kyle Pitts. He had like the strangest season ever. And I think it's because his hype was so big. Like everybody was like, he was going to change that franchise. And he was like, he was kind of garbage for the first. He wasn't flashy. Yeah, he like, but he he did have a, a really good season. I know he wound that's up what I'm having saying. a it's, quietly it was good a season. Quiet, good season. That's all. That's really what it was. Like they didn't really do much favors over there. But I mean, I would have said the same thing about Carson Wentz. At least I know Carson Wentz will get some rushing yards too. Like Matt Ryan has no rushing ability. The wide receivers, besides Michael Pittman, are, are a huge question mark. Paris Campbell's maybe your number two, or is it going to be the rookie? I don't, I don't know. I said it last year, defending once. I still I still believe it. They have a bottom five wide receiver room as a whole. I don't know. Michael Pittman Jr. is really good. He is, but after that, there's nothing. 
your next your next question mark is, again, like, is Mo Ali Cox. I agree. So, I mean, look, they could always trade for somebody during the year. I mean, and you've seen it happen. You know so. who would be good there? Who he wore the, his son wore the jersey. Odell Beckham. I, yeah, we've been I saying think it here. Be a great fit. I, I do, think it would be perfect. He would be real. Yeah, I think he would do really well there. Let's, really let's the rookies build up. Um, and maybe Paris Campbell. See, Paris Campbell can play, but he's never on the field. Yep. I actually think he might be a good deep threat in this league, but I'm not trusting him to stay on the field. He's, he's out for the year every single year. Right. He's, Will, he's Will Fuller Jr. <laughs> a ton of even will fuller guys even will fuller stays healthier than this dude and that's saying something like this yeah you know yeah. that's really saying something so that's major shade i know <laughs> I, I i'm sorry but i have to say it so um matt ryan though matt ryan's over under with passing yardage guys is 38.99 and a half so roughly around 3900 what are we thinking there uh, I'll take the unders. So will I, because unless Michael Pittman has 17, 1800 yards, I just, it's going to, it's Ryan's, it's uh, Jonathan Taylor. He's going to get fed. I'm saying under as well. And yeah, this is a good segue to Jonathan Taylor, who I think right now is the best running back in the league and the safest investment in fantasy football What was at the running back again? position. What was the number? He's uh, 39 something. 3,899 and a half. So, right at the 3,900 mark. And a half. He's going to throw for 3,899. 100%. <laughs> it's going to never fail. You got to either take 3,900 or 3,899. That's uh, This shit happens, though. You know, you know like 100%. It, it's it's crazy. crazy because that, that number is so like enticing. Because if you think about it, last year he threw for 3,968 yards. He hasn't thrown for under 3,888 and a half or eight, 899 and a half yards since a lot 2010. A lot of garbage time though, Nick. So like that team, that team threw the football a ton. Like the Colts are going to be screams, running. It screams over. It does. It's, it's a trap. It is a trap. <laughs> because and, this team's going to run the fuck out of the football playing close games. Like and, you were saying play action. garbage time. I mean, how many, like how many times did they blow a lead? <laughs> Just, and then they're throwing the ball. Always playing from behind. Literally. Me too. <laughs> family uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, we gotta, god we gotta cut that clip up. oh my god so jonathan taylor though let's get back to him all right safest bet in fantasy football i feel like like if i get the number one pick i'm going with jonathan taylor Fact period is. i know you can make a case about cmc's upside but i'm going with the most reliable guy who i know is the best running back in football right now and he can do everything he will catch passes. He is going to be on the field. He scores touchdowns. I mean, he's just insanely talented. I'm going with him number one overall if he's there. Any thoughts? No, I'm taking him one, too. Good. Uh, I can't wait to see what he goes for. In the debatable for me. I don't know if he's on. I, I don't know if I'm if I'm taking him number one. I don't know. Who I'd, would you take? Who would you be between? I'd probably be between CMC and... That's it. CMC would be my guy, number one. I, be, I because I'm, I'm going after the ceiling. If if I'm if I'm in a, in, a, in a snake draft, I'm number one. I can't pass up the ceiling. You can't. Uh, no, I actually do agree on that because he's just he catches passes and he scores. Absolutely. So, what do you think then, guys, about <laughs> Naheem Hines? Because there's been some buzz that he's going to be playing a lot more, and Matt Ryan does actually like to throw to running backs. 
maybe a late round flyer. Maybe. I mean, but this is PPR. Don't I, don't forget. Like this guy. What if they line them up together? Who, who knows? Like I actually like the idea, given their wide receiving core. I would line this guy up in the slot, and he he's good, by the way. Yeah, he, no, he like, he's a good player. He played well. I think he actually had a pretty all right fantasy season last year. Yeah, when I played against him, he had like four four fucking touchdowns. We were at your crib. Shameless. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I'm like, yo, really? Nine nines? He picked him up the last fucking second. Yeah. Started him, and he's gotten like 40. And I'm like, yeah. nine fucking hines, cuz. That's fucked up. It's Naheem hines is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So if he could play the Tevin Coleman role, I like it. I, I would scoop him up late. I don't think I'm going to draft him. Uh, it, it, if I have Jonathan Taylor, if I have Jonathan Taylor, I'm definitely drafting nine hines. Like but I don't know if I'm snagging him if I don't have Jonathan Taylor. He's time to time had some standalone value. Maybe less now because Jonathan Taylor took that leap last year. Uh, back to Jonathan Taylor, though, before we move to the wide receivers. Here is his line for rushing yards this year, guys. 1,449 and a half. I'm taking the over. I think he's definitely going to have 1,500 yards plus. On the on the ground. Oh yeah, I'm taking the overs. I mean, like 17 games. I mean, look, it, that's if he's healthy. 17 games. That's very difficult at the running back position. Uh, so it is a fair number, but like this guy can get a buck 20 a game easy. Same. I'm Give me the over. Like I, I feel like that's super low for him. I mean, it's screaming take the overs. <laughs> uh, is this accurate? Like it says current futures. I'm like, buyer, buyer beware. Yep. That's that's absolutely insane. That can't be true. I'll check that out, okay? Michael Pittman Jr., a wide receiver. Beast. Love him. All right. What are we thinking fantasy-wise with him? Is he a guy like you need to scoop up maybe, I don't know, second second round, like end of the second round? Because he's he's a guy who's going to catch a lot of passes. Right now, ADP-wise, he's going uh, 14th among wide receivers. Paul's family. <laughs> I heard you. He's a believer. I said I think he's going to blow up. Yeah. And actually, here, I'm trying to give you the overall number where he's going right now. He's going 35th overall, 14th among wide receivers. Wow. So that's that's third-round territory in a 10-team league. I, I got to find the clip from last year where I talked about Michael Pittman Jr. Like, I have we to bought find his, it, bro. We bought his cards. That's actually, bought, that's actually bought, like, like fourth round. rookie cards. Yeah, I love Michael Pittman Jr., bro. So that's a fourth-round pick in a 10-team league right there, Michael Pittman Jr., Third rounder in a 12 team. He's a that's look, actually crazy. His ceiling is wide receiver one, borderline wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two for me. But yeah, if I can get him in the fourth, fifth round, I take him all day long. He's gonna be the Colts number one option. You got Matt Ryan. And if they stack the box, there's gonna be some space to to operate, right? I'm I'm definitely snagging. And he had a great team. year last year he's with awesome. West. He's a, he's amazing. I feel like given his given his value, if he's going fourth round, I feel like he easily holds up with a third round value, if not higher, because and of PPR. This guy's going to catch probably 100 passes this year. He said Matt Ryan could put it wherever he wants too. That was Major his family. Yeah, <laughs> Darius Slay said, "Whoa, mega pause." He said uh, he could place his balls wherever or something like yeah. that. I was like, "Whoa, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> wow." Dalvin Cook or Eckler, number one. By the Godfather. I mean, I love Eckler and I love Dalvin Cook. I mean, you could definitely make an argument for that. Wait, I, I'm not arguing. Number Look, one. Here's the thing. Number one is so subjective. If you think Austin Eckler is going to have a better year than Jonathan Taylor, then take fucking Austin Eckler. Who gives a fuck about the public opinion? 
Seriously. Also, I, Eckler think, is I think I think severely ADP, underrated. He's very good, guys. But I'll say this. I'm, I think they're they're gonna dial down his workload. This I want to say this about fantasy. Okay. I think the ADP shit is a fucking wash. I don't think he's anybody should pay attention to it. If you like that person, you believe in that guy, regardless, you take him. Yep. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying take like um fucking Paris Campbell over over Devontae Adams. That's not what I'm saying. It's two different extremes. What I'm saying is if you had the number one pick and you took a Dalvin Cook, I'm not gonna be like, why the fuck did he take Dalvin Cook? If he thinks he's gonna be better than Jonathan Taylor or the consent or the best running back that year, then that's okay. There you go. It's not, your saying, convictions. It's, it's not saying I'm gonna take Aaron Jones number one. That's ridiculous. But ceiling wise, Dalvin Cook is up there with the best of them, just like Austin Eckler is. Look at the numbers. They're outstanding. Dalvin Cook is a is a monster. And he's been screaming for I, over. I a love year him. Now. He is a Literally. monster. Yeah. Love him. That's what I'm saying. So that's my thing with ADP and in terms of a running back position. So I agree with Goffar on that one too. Yeah, I mean, if I had got the number one pick though, Jonathan Taylor. Period. But I'm but like I said, I know you can make might a case. believe somebody, yeah, might, you can. somebody Dude, might believe get your that guy. Dalvin Cook could be the better option. Yeah, go get your guy. Especially with Kevin O'Connell at the helm, right? Yep. So that could be a reason why somebody would be enticing to take them. So here's an interesting bet on Michael Pittman that I think is worth a flyer. And I think you guys are going to agree. Most receptions plus 2,500. I mean, I'm throwing in a wager on that because I think he's got a chance, you know. Most, I, most receptions in the NFL? In the NFL. I think he'll he might be in that discussion given this current situation he's in. Possibly. Like he's going to catch 100 plus passes, I feel like. He's going to be a target hog. I, I But I can't like, I'm I just can't saying justify... As, I look, it, is look at, it, is look it at worth the, it? Yeah, sure. If look you at put the $10 odds, on it, Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, plus 2500 I'll throw $10 down on that. Sprinkle on it. Yeah, yeah sprinkle. That's all I'm saying. Right. He's not my bet no. to be the leader, it's but... It's definitely good odds, yeah. He's one of the better bets to make if you're going to do it. Like, if I, I had to rank my top 10 in receptions, he's probably going to be there. I'm curious to see what Hunter Renfro's is. I know. We'll get there, though. Um, <laughs> Michael Pittman receiving yards. <laughs> over under 1025 and a half. Over that what? screams over to me. Over that don't even make sense. No, Eleven hundred. That's probably the yards a game. They think that what's the chase is just going to run the ball down there. He will, but like, because it's sixty yards. Who else game. are they throwing to right now? That's crazy to me. Uh, uh, over. That's not a yeah. What's the catch total? Uh, I don't see that here. I would probably say it's going to be like seventy upper seventies. Here's another one, guys. Touchdown total for him is. Over under six and a half. And like, uh, by all means, like, I feel like he's going to be catching a lot of touchdowns this year. He's going to be a red zone guy. Like, it, I, it just, it's set up so yeah. well for him. I, I don't understand how, how it's that low. I'll take the overs. I, I love Pittman Jr. Like, I, I, he's, he's a player that when I watch him play, he jumps off the screen. Like, he goes up and gets the ball. He can get separation. He could do everything a wide receiver can do. And I love him this year, especially with Matt Ryan. There you go, Michael Pittman Jr. Um, besides that, a wide receiver position, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce, the rookie. I'm just saying I'm not touching him. No, nah, no. Nah, I'm not going I'm cool. there. I'm cool. I'm not going there fantasy-wise. Mo Alley Cox. Mid. Eh, maybe a, a replacement for a bye week. I call him mid They never Cox. gave him this mid Alley Cox. <laughs> He scores though, bro. Yeah, like, yo, say what you want. Well, yo, in the red zone, yo, he makes shit happen. Well, and he's finally starting this year. Like yeah. he got out from under Jack Doyle. 
yeah. who just never would go away. I know. Like he was buns. Like he always showed he could play to a degree, but never was given more opportunities. <laughs> you think he was buns? Doyle? He wasn't. In He's the a blocking tight end. Yeah, yeah, he was just like to me. I just felt like he, he had was some overrated. Skill. Mid alley. Had, he, he had. He had some skill. <laughs> you like that? This is crazy. <laughs> kind of hit me late. Mid alley Cox. Go ahead and get him for your bye week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love us. All right, that's it for the Indianapolis Colts, guys. Uh, Your division we, winner, by the way. Yeah, we all said division winner and over nine and a half wins. Sorry, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're next. Yeah. So let's, so go. Here. Let's, let's, let's go. Don't Philly sleep Phil. on them. Don't sleep on them. Philly Phil, give us a little change. I can promise you this, guys. The last two teams, we're not talking about them as much. Nah, it ain't no neither. I mean, Jacksonville's interesting to a degree. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about them. All right, let's what, talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. What is so? Yeah, never heard that in a while. Let's talk about it. <laughs> you remember that shit? I remember, but what's so interesting about this? He game? remembers Doug Peters. What's interesting is this, Nick. They were the worst team in the NFL last year with a three and fourteen record, and their win total is at six and a half. That screams interesting. Doug Peterson hired as head coach. I like that a lot, actually. That was, that was like the perfect hire for this it team. Was perfect for, it was perfect for that franchise because he's stable. But like everyone's jumping on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon again. They expect him to re- improve and hopefully gain his confidence back because, I mean, look, Urban Meyer, let's just call it what it is. Urban Meyer was like the worst head coach hire in recent history. He's a pile he of shit. He was horrible there, okay? So you got that going for you. Urban Meyer is gone. Travis Etienne's coming back. Like, highly, highly productive college football running back. Explosive. Reminds me of Alvin Kamara. He's coming back. James Robinson, who tore his Achilles tendon, is looking like he's going to play week one. Running back room looks good, all right? they Yes, they overpaid Christian Kirk. I'm just throwing out the headlines for the audience. They paid him $20 million a wide receiver. Christian Kirk, who, yes... Clearly overpaid, but he can play though. He's actually pretty good. It's going to be a wide receiver one. We'll see. Um, they draft Trayvon Walker, number one overall from Georgia, and then they get Devin Lloyd, who I think fell in the draft, stud linebacker. Mm-hmm. They get him twenty seventh overall. So my question to you guys: Is this a surprise team? Perhaps Absolutely. because like they they played some competitive games. You saw how they played the Colts. Like the Colts. They can't they can't beat them for some reason in Jacksonville at least. Yeah. They're like one and one every year against them. I just like Urban Meyer was just garbage. I mean, how the fuck don't you know who Aaron Donald is? I mean, that was a thing. He was he was telling yeah. guys like, who's at number 99 over there. Like I just wild like, disrespectful. Yeah. I like I just feel like Jacksonville, like, look, I know it's Jacksonville, but they got a really, really good head coach. They got a Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah, like let's not forget this guy won a Super Bowl with the backup with Nick Foles and Philly. In, in Philly, Philly. in yeah. Philadelphia, like I mean, I, I mean, there was a time where he was like a top three coach. 2017, he was whatever when they won the Super Bowl. But I just feel like you know he outcoached Sean McVay in that game when they played in L.A. Doug Peterson can coach, and I think he's going to be great for um, Trevor Lawrence the same way he was for Wentz in the beginning. I mean, those 13, 14 games with Carson Wentz in 2016 or 17, they were electric, and Trevor Lawrence. Is a good is a good quarterback, and I just I really do I feel like they're being overlooked. They have talent all over that offense. They don't have any like crazy studs, but they have 
good players. So schedule-wise, just for the, for everyone, that's amazing, bro. But I I, oh. I don't have any evidence of Trevor Lawrence being a good quarterback. Yeah, you were good in college. He played well the last game the of pros, the year. When he, you translate to the pros, it's a different ball game. That's all I'm saying. Like, not everybody makes it out. Look at look at Ryan Leaf. Yes, but circumstances matter. And sure, I, I think sure, he was no, a little I'm overhyped, not, by the way. Absolutely. I think he was a little yeah, overhyped. I said that. I said like, that. To, to say he's the next Andrew Luck like some people were doing, I think is just insane. I, I don't think he's on that level. I think he could be a good quarterback, though. Like I, I don't thing, think he's going to ever be like a world beater kind of type. The only I think he'll be like a good some, starter. The only thing he's got going good for him is that Peyton Manning started out slow in his career, mm -hmm. right? But the guy had 12 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. Now, you're telling me free agency period from that time to now – all of a sudden, they go from the, being the worst team in the league. Now they're going to be a sleeper team or a surprise yes. team. What is a surprise team to you? What is the definition? A team that could literally go out and win seven games like that. Like the, so they have the twelfth. They have the twelfth ranked schedule in the league based on win totals. So they have a, a pretty favorable schedule. They were um, an epic disaster last year. They like, were, and I'm, and I'm saying I'm this not, because I'm not disagreeing. And with they you. showed signs. I'm not disagreeing with you. That's like, not what I'm saying. They showed signs of turning around. When Urban Meyer was fired, so like this, this comes down to my belief in Doug Peterson. I think, me too. I really like Doug Peterson. Um, I think that he'll get good enough quarterback, and like maybe he'll get like rookie year Carson Wentz out of Trevor Lawrence, which which makes this team look interesting next year. Yes. I I don't know about seven wins though. Like seven wins to me, I want to mention this, and this I, is that means they're like, you know, formidable. competitive, like legitimately, like that's a couple games away from a playoff spot. I don't know about that. I like their wide receiving core, though. I mean, they got Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr. can play, and Zay Jones. Zay Jones did all right in uh, in, uh, in Vegas. Yeah. They got a decent – they got like a middies core, a middies wide receiver core. A but, bunch of dudes that are good. Yeah, a bunch of dudes that are good, not not like wide receiver one guys. Uh, but I know they're paying Christian Kirk to be that, but he ain't that. They just needed him. Right. They they're paying yeah they got middies at they overpaid a free agent but that's all but, but they got they got their guy they got a guy who could play I do like Travis Etienne I think he's going to be a beast I think he's going to be a PPR <clears throat> machine Evan Ingram mm, I'm not really buying it and that's that's I mean look if Trevor Lawrence ain't it you're screwed real quick guys I want to pause you for one second Sheffield Shuffler himself is in the building. All right, this is your reminder right now. I said it earlier in the show. If you missed episode 98 featuring the Sheffield Shuffler, Peter Vitale of Playmaker, okay? If you missed it, you got to go watch episode 98. But he's here in the building. I see you in the comments, Peter. All right? My God, Playmaker man. Pete. The chef, baby. Up, the Paul? chef. Playmaker up, Pete. Paul, that yeah. crazy. That's yeah, that's wild disrespect. He said, well, I want to say my name up. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade when I say this. I'm being serious. Who was the best rookie quarterback last year in the NFL? Mac you Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. If you switch Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars are horrible. Yeah. And I believe that the Patriots are in the same exact position they were in. Maybe yeah. a little bit more because I believe Trevor Lawrence has a little bit more arm talent. So, I don't think you were watching Mac Jones last year, bro. He was outperformed by Davis Mills over the last final five games. No, I'm being serious. I, I don't think you were watching Mac Jones last year. So Mac Jones and Urban Meyer. I thought Meyer, he played really well, bro. I didn't Absolutely. say he didn't. I said circumstances matter and that if Trevor Lawrence was given that team and that coaching, that he would have had the same outcome as Mac Jones did. But if you put Mac Jones in Jacksonville, he would have had the same outcome as Trevor Lawrence because circumstances matter, especially with rookie quarterbacks. I thought he played outstanding. I think he's very good. He did play well. Yeah. 
See, I, he didn't have a wide receiver. I mean, so what's the excuse? At least he had Marvin coach, Jones. His coach, the head coach of a of of an NFL franchise, didn't know who Aaron Donald was. Like one of the most universally recognized number one play, number one overall player of like. Is that actually confirmed? What? Yeah, he said it. He said, he "Who's the number he ninety-nine right guy over there? He's killing us." That was the quote. I'm pretty sure for Yeah, that was literally the quote. He didn't know Aaron Donald. <laughs> well, You're laughing. You don't even know what to say. Uh, yeah, I mean that's stupid. That's stupidity at its finest. Because like, don't you study the other? You know your opposing's roster. Don't you watch football at all? Yeah, I don't. Every know. football fan. Everybody knew Aaron Donald. Knew, yeah, everybody knew who that is. Like I if guess. you don't if, if you don't know who Zay Jones Zay Jones is, like all right, I'll give you a little bit of a pass. But Aaron Donald. No, I get you. I mean, look, I, I get it. I, I, I do understand. But to be the number one overall pick, I mean. You got to have something. I yeah, get it. Like, I, get I, it. I, I just didn't feel like that he, he provided enough. Like, 12 touchdowns versus 17 interceptions. Well, that tells me you're struggling, And bro. he didn't throw a touchdown for like from, like, and Halloween until, yeah. until that last that last game against Carson Wentz. Right. He didn't throw, he a, didn't touchdown. throw a touchdown, bro. Like, you told the number him, be one careful. overall pick. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just, for me, that's like. I get you. I get the comparison with Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, but you're going off based off talent wise, based on eye test. I'm Correct. going off of the fundamentals. This guy, Mac Jones, can play quarterback. I just don't think he has enough weapons, and I don't think he's getting a fair shake in New England as we no, speak. No, what they did to him this year is criminal. Correct, legit so, criminal. So if he has a bad year, you know the critics gonna be like, "Oh, I told you about Mac Jones. I told you about his knees. He ain't got no offensive coordinator, cuz he got Joe Judge. Come on, man. I what mean, you mean? He's not an offensive coordinator, though. He's a special teams. Did you see that quarterback sneak he ran on third down? Oh, he's not, Are we really going to go there He's not Joe an Josh. offensive coordinator. He is a special teams coach. He was a special teams coach in New England before he got hired as a head we, coach. We can't, we can't go back to I'm not Josh. going back to that Joe Judge. We can't. I've already spoke my piece on that because <laughs> it's funny that people love Dan Campbell, but Joe Judge does it. It's like, oh, he's Joe Judge. I what get are it. We? I get it. Look, I get it. I get it. I get what it. What are right we? There. What are we? <laughs> the best podcast on the nest. <laughs> oh, God, I said hey, that. Hey. Oh, I said nest. Say it again. Come on. That's your quote. Say it. We're the best fucking podcast on the net. Set myself no up cat. because that's his job right there. That one. But Pete's actually asking in the comments right now, how long before you see Trevor Lawrence running the Philly special? <laughs> <laughs> You're too pretty. To I don't do think they're going to do it this year. Here's why. Overtime. In an overtime game. Maybe. From time. Yeah. But well, here's the thing. Is like, I, I, I think that... And here's why. They had the worst turnover margin in the NFL last year. Let's not get too like, you know, too crazy with the playbook. All right. You know what I mean? Like, like let's let's get let's get that turnover margin improved. Um, I do think they will improve that, by the way. But back to like the the win total forecast, six and a half. Like that's telling me like this team's gonna take a substantial leap. I think they'll improve, but this is this was literally so the Jags defense allowed the second highest completion percentage last year they just they could be thrown on for days and they went out and they did not improve their secondary i don't know what the fuck's going on over I'm that end at, of the table i'm looking at trevor lawrence's stats last year compared to oh, Mac they were, Jones. They were horrible even close they were horrible it's glaring to me but like well actually I, I think by the way trevor lawrence like you should hit his passing yard bet but we'll get there in a second uh but the jags get thrown all over the place and by the way like this team they spent, let me give you this number because this is insanity, all right? Typically, like, when you upgrade your team only through free agency, it does not work out too well. This team has spent, since 2012, they've spent 
billion dollars in free agency. Who? And one point six four billion in free agency. No team has spent more. No team has lost more since two thousand twelve. So, like, me saying this is my way of saying I expect them to improve. But six and a half is lofty. Hey, like I mean, they're look, winning games. They spent and all that money and didn't retain one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL in Jalen yeah. Ramsey. Exactly. That's hilarious. And me. they still have arguably the worst secondary in football. And and they, they, well, their, their improvement was they went out and they spent $10 million on average for Darius Williams at corner. That's that's it. That's all you did at corner. And he and he really can't play that well himself. Not for nothing. Like, they made an AFC championship game. They've been further than Dallas has. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. I mean, but this guy, like Darius, yeah, Darius Williams, the Jags that year. they just paid ten million dollars to a guy who allowed sixty-three percent completion rating last year. Sixty-three percent of the passes thrown against this guy were completed. They spent ten million on this guy. That was their secondary upgrade. They're gonna get shredded. These AFC, AFC teams can throw. Okay, so again, you know, improvement versus winning more. Two different things. Agreed. I think they'll improve. They'll start showing signs. It'll be like year one, Doug Peterson. How many Davis. games did they win last year? Three games. Because I was going to say they, they, I think that they're a team that can double plus a few if like, wins. Like maybe so you, could, you could convince me they I, win six. I think seven, though. I think they could win seven games ish. I do. I really fucking do. Like it really, I think, it I really think they're going to be improved. Like they have. Their offense is talented. Their offense would have to do all the work there. And, like, you'd have to pray, okay, the pass the rush improves and the secondary is masked. But, like, that secondary is really bad. Like, we talked about, like, the Raiders secondary, this and that. Like, like this secondary puts them to shame. Like, this is this is awful. This, this secondary is, oof. They can be had. Oh, they can be had. <laughs> like, you know. So, I, I'm taking the under on the wind totals. I'm taking the under. I got under. Oh, this. I mean, that's okay. It's six and a half. Like, six and a half. I'll say over. I think they get the seven. It's crazy. Everybody keeps talking about Jacksonville going to be a, a surprise team, but a surprise team to me is somebody that you like. Nobody really expects them to make the playoffs. What are you surprising? You didn't make it to the dance. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Because when you're a historically bad franchise and you rack up six, seven wins for a team like that, that's a good ass season. But that doesn't matter. That's not a yeah, surprise. And you have to block. you have to learn how to win games. A surprise like, is somebody that comes from the bottom and makes it to the top. Yeah, but you have to. Oh, step. it would be a surprise if they. You don't take. You don't take one step to get the top of Mount Everest. You got to keep climbing. Like here's the thing, this team. I, I feel like what surprise. they'll do is they'll go out and they'll win a game they're not expected to win. They'll win like one or two of those, and it'll be like, oh, they could be interesting. I'll next call year. that upset. Yeah, and that. W- I mean, you probably will, but like, there's going to be opportunities there. So, um, guys, let's talk about fantasy though. Right now, Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to mix in fantasy and betting. All right, Trevor Lawrence of fantasy. What are your thoughts there? Um, and I'll tell you where he's going right now. Let me see. Quarterback wise, he is going as the 17th quarterback off the board in fantasy football this year. I wouldn't rock with him. 17th like behind Tua. Um, actually, I mean, as I'm looking at this list, it kind of does feel appropriate. Like maybe he has some sneaky value as a backup on your bench. Uh, That's better than what we said about the last two quarterbacks. I'll say yes because I really like I, I do like ETN. They got James Robinson, um, so they they can catch passes out of the backfield. 
I like their wide receiver core. Like, it's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's just good. They have good wide receivers, three of them, in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't put them in, you know, top-tier wide receivers, but they're – They all know, can play. Yeah, they can play, right. They're, they're NFL-eligible good wide receivers. They're, they're threes or twos on other teams. So, does he have fantasy value? Yes, um, especially if he can run the ball because I think he can run. Um, last year, he had 334 yards on the ground. Yeah, he can move. Score twice on the ground. Yeah, so, I mean, if he can make that improvement, incorporate that into his game, then, yeah, he can have some fantasy value for sure. So I, listen, I, listen I, don't, I don't think I'm drafting him, though. No, not drafting maybe, him, and maybe, I'm not picking him up as a bye week, I don't think. Maybe as a backup quarterback, but that's like say, that's saying something. Match only because, dependent. like, I'm counting on him. I'm counting on Doug Peterson to throw the football. He's going to have a pass-happy offense, and that's that's key right there. And he does have weapons. Um, they did try to improve the offensive line. So um, his over-under, guys, for passing yards, 4,000 and a half. Last year, he had 3,641 in just an absolutely abysmal year. So I, I actually feel like he's going to hit the over on this 4,000 and a half. What were you going to say? Can I say something off-topic real fast? Go ahead. Sent to me by my brother from Adam Schefter. The young guys, especially young receivers, we've got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. The second-place finisher in the NFC North this year. That's what Aaron Rodgers reported from camp today. I would have to read that over again because I kind of – that was a lot. It was amazing. Go ahead. Read it one more time. The young guys, especially young receivers, we've got to be way more consistent. A lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, running the wrong route. Yeah. Love it. I mean, what do you expect out of rookies? That's the, that's the gamble you take. I don't know, but we'll go, we'll get to them, okay? Um, 4,000 and a half, though. Trevor Lawrence. I say over. What do you guys say? Well, look, last year he was absolutely horrible with uh, 3,641, 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Doug Peterson's at the helm. I think they're going to they're gonna be down in, in, in more games and they're going to be up, so I expect them to pass more. So I, I'll take the overs on that. Actually. Yeah, feels good. I actually, I actually Feels like 4,100 yards. I think a lot of people are going to take the unders, but I think it's a trap. I think it's going to hit the over. 4,000 seems right. Overs. And passing touchdowns, 22 and a half, and I, I feel like that's an over too because – Again, same reason. They're going to be throwing the football a ton regardless of whether they're behind. This this is going to be a pass-happy offense. And they were just – they were a train wreck last year. Like, they were just legit chaos. Like, a good season for him – Distractions, Like you would say. Yeah. Even worst-case scenario, they could he, – he, I expect him to have, like, 23 TDs. Worst-case scenario, 23 and, and 13 or something like that. And that's still an improvement, but, like – that's how bad it was last year. This is a, this is a quarterback guru at head coach, who is one of the most creative play callers in the NFL, and he has some weapons, an experience, and a good running back room. So it's so crazy how the narratives are, though. Because if, if Trevor Lawrence has twenty three touchdowns and thirteen interceptions, and Jalen Hurts does that, he's going to be running out of Philly. Isn't it crazy? Mm-hmm. It's actually well, insane. It is fucking insane. I hear you. That needs to be a discussion. That is fucking insane. It doesn't make any sense. And again, it's because of where he was drafted. But we need to see if improvement the number from one... him too, though. Who? Jalen Hurts. We oh, do need to see improvement. Like but I want to see him get. I want to see him with twenty-five TDs. But Jalen Hurts, I he's got a much better team last year. 
Jalen had he had more touchdowns than him last year. I know he has one more year under his belt, but he didn't even play that year. Yeah, I mean, I call that a wash. He had more touchdowns, less interceptions, and more rushing yards. Jalen Hurts was a better quarterback than the number one overall pick last year. Facts. I get it. He was a rookie, and he was with an abysmal team. But the narrative of Trevor Lawrence improving, quote-unquote, to 23 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, and he's considered safe, whereas if Jalen Hurts did that, he would be, he'd be ran out of town. Doesn't make any sense to me. Go off, fam. Oh, bro, it's I the was truth. Just, I was also is the actual. I was truth, just straight man. up saying though, like worst case in a passing offense, twenty three TDs is not asking a lot. This team's gonna no. throw a ton. That's all I'm saying. Like it's a it's a favorable betting line. <laughs> I, I hate it. You you understand what Doug Peterson's gonna do there? Dougie P, man. Hate so it. Travis Etienne though. So running back room, who's starting? Etienne or James Robinson? And who are you targeting in fantasy? Because I feel like ETN is going to start because he is coming off of an Achilles injury. So I don't think that they're going to, you know, run his workload up in the very beginning. But I'm still I'm still targeting ETN because of the passing, the pass catching. Doug Peterson, notable for using multiple running backs. But also, you could argue this is the best running back room he had as a head coach. By far, actually. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Like minus. I don't know. You know Jay, Blunt, yeah, but. Uh, is Jay Ajayi in them? But. Look at look Legarrette, at it yeah. was Legarrette yeah, Blunt yeah, yeah. at the very end of his career. And by the way, he had a hell of a year. I was gonna say, yeah, he did amazing. And Jay Ajayi had a hell of a year, but I'm just saying, like James Robinson, we already seen what he can do in a fucking terrible offense. Mm-hmm. And Fair Travis point. Etienne, I mean, if he is Alvin Kamara per se, if he's the same guy he was in college, th- these guys are more talented. I'll say this: if I, if I if I want to be an owner of a Jaguars running back, I'm, I'm, I'm taking both of them. I have to because I think there's a lot of uncertainty at that position. Who's going to start? I think it's going to go by the hot hand. However, I think Travis Etienne is going to start. I actually agree with you. But I am actually worried about James Robinson actually taking some of the bulk of the load, Pauls, um, just because of, like, you know, you want to keep your guy fresh. He's coming off. He, he was coming off an injury. Doug like, Peterson's offense, too. Yeah, and it's Multiple a, running backs. Exactly right. Alvin Kamara so, and Mark Ingram. So I, I would take both of yeah, them. Really? I, I would, just started out when you compared them. I yep. would take Sorry. both of them because I need to have that safety net. If one of them goes down, I know I have the guy. Period. End of story. Clear I think one. that they both have, have cut number one. They both have value. I think ETN that ETN, um, given where he's going, and I'm going to give you the number where he's going. Um, he is... Oh, my God. The 23rd running back off the board. I feel like he's going to be a hit. Like that's That puts him at 67th pick in the draft. I feel like he's going to shatter that, um, and he's going to catch a lot of passes. So remember, it's PPR. This guy's explosive. Like I feel like maybe this is trending to be Alvin Kamara rookie season. Maybe it is. It kind of it – you could see the pathway there with the opportunity and the talent if he stays healthy. I can't put him in the Alvin Kamara conversation. I know what you mean. And I am the uh, big – I had Alvin Kamara as a rookie, and I I got so him as I. an undrafted free agent in all four leagues that year. So it's the I. same skill set. Actually, he has a higher profile from college. So you see the pathway here. I got Not you. as good of a team, though. Not saying he's Alvin Kamara either, but this is, this is the type of skill set you're looking at and this, the type of opportunity, that, the way he's going to be using this offense. So I I'd feel good about taking him Dougie P higher than pick sixty seven. He scores points. Yeah, he does. And I mean, who knows? Like I mean, yeah, James Robinson. Here I, I'm actually I'm going to give you something. Okay, pause. 
Miles Sanders rookie season. Ready for this? Doug Peterson offense. Fantasy running back 15 was his final rank. 12th in receptions, 13th in targets, 11th in route run, and that was on a 53% snap share. I think that he's going to play more than 53% of the time, by the way. Travis Etienne, that's that's just screaming right there. Like fantasy so, running back comparison. 15, you know? I think Etienne's a little bit better than Sanders, yeah. too. And so he should he should be a little higher. Yeah. He should be. Like that's what I'm saying. Is Alvin Kamara didn't he wasn't known as Alvin Kamara when he first got here either. He was this is a guy with a much better profile from college. I think he's a he's gonna be a boom in fantasy. I think he is too, but again, like it's the Jaguars. I know. I know. It's like, not sexy. When you're playing fantasy, like you want to score points. And you want to score touchdowns, and it's the Jaguars. It's the same thing with the Lions. <laughs> it scares me, man. It do, it does scare me, but I do like ETN's upside. I think his ceiling is a lot much uh, higher than um, a lot of running backs that are actually going ahead of him. Uh, so I will agree with that on that. I and, would take him at twenty third. And late round value for James Robinson, I think, because I think he'll have some sort of a role, plus maybe a goal line role. I don't know. I think they'll both be used. Um, so. Wide receivers, and, and we'll kind of speed this one up. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones was signed, and LaVisca Chenault is now the number four wide receiver wow. until further notice. They were Maybe a trade him. candidate. I don't they know. They were high on him, yeah. I, I, uh, and Marvin Jones, Mr. Consistency, by the way. I, I'm, I'm thinking, for me, I have no problem drafting Christian Kirk. I think he's going to probably go like pretty low in the draft. Um like he's not going to be treated like a possible top twenty-five wide receiver when he's he's already shown he can be that in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Keywords: Is it possible he can be a fantasy top twenty-five receiver? Yeah, I think absolutely. So I think he's going to shatter whatever ADP he is, and I'm going to find it for you in a sec. But go ahead and tell me what you guys think of Christian Kirk. No, I think Christian Kirk. If you got him in in, in the rounds, I don't know nine, ten, later rounds, whatever. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad pick by any means because you're taking the upside again. You know, the Jaguars, you know, potentially being down a lot of games, they're going to be throwing. However, explosive. They, yeah. I mean, Zay Jones is a deep threat, so he could take away some of those opportunities for Kirk. But I mean, if I'm looking at uh, a Jaguars wide receiver, I actually kind of like Marvin Jones. I mean, he he played with Trevor Lawrence before. They kind of have some chemistry. Last year he had five touchdowns. Uh, last and then and Kirsten Kirk had four, and he had Kyler Murray versus Trevor Lawrence. So like I I actually do like Marvin Jones's upside, um, and he could play man. He's he's sneaky, but he'll be more like like these wide receivers are nothing more than a flex option for me. That's it. Yeah, like Christian Kirk going one thirteenth overall is kind of crazy. Forty first wide receiver off the board, and I'm seeing literally right above him. I'm seeing Kadarius Tony. I'm seeing. Flex Tyler Lockett, remember Drew Lock's a quarterback, uh, or Geno Smith, for example. Um, I'm seeing Drake London, who's in a worse situation. I'm seeing Alan Lazard, who oh, knows Drake London got hurt. You know, but I'm just saying, like this is this is how the draft order is going. Like Christian Kirk, right there, looks like a value, and Marvin Jones always slept on, always underrated. I feel like he might be a late round value since they are going to be pass happy. Everything sure. I've read though said that Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones were the hookup through camp. That they had the biggest chemistry, from what I've read on it. Who who did you say? Zay Jones and Trevor Lawrence. That that was his favorite. They did target sign him. Camp. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, this is Doug Peterson offense. They're going to have multiple wide receivers involved. So 
Um, he spreads the ball out. And then you got Evan Engram and Dan Arnold at tight end. Anything there? I'm I'm avoiding hard avoid. Even though remember Doug Peterson offense with tight ends. I'm interested like, in Engram. I just don't think Engram will stay healthy. That's my fear of him is that he's talented as hell. He just he can't stay. Arnold could play a little bit too, but like this is a situation I want to avoid until I see it. It's not worth. It. I'm not going out there and expecting like hey. If I miss on the elite tight end group, this is going to be a starter for me. No, I'm not doing that. No, I'm right. Right. I'm not. I'm not interested in having Ingram. I mean, I, I just he don't do it for me. Yeah. So there you have it with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Texans. That should be an easy one. Should yeah. be a quickie. But I like them. Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Nick and I say under six and a half wins. Paul says over. He's not the only one. That's that's like a trendy bet right now. Mm-hmm. I'm one so, of them. Interesting. I don't well, hate the bet. And I love Doug Peterson. I think he's going to improve this team. We'll see. All right. Last but not least, Philly Phil, you want to switch it up one more time for us? Throw it, Phil. You got. Oh. Family. <laughs> we're not supposed to talk Phil. about his arch here. Yeah, it's poor. It's, it's like, that's going to make us look bad. I'm, wor- I know. I'm working on it. Christ. I know. You got, you got to do more squats. <laughs> well, we. I mean, we got him sitting in this chair for so damn long every Tuesday and Thursday. That's 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 what's ruining my arch. There you go. <laughs> so you got scoliosis. Philly Phil behind the glass, everybody. And that's the same thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Houston Texans. The and line is four and a half wins. Under. They won four games last year, though. Yeah, but I don't fuck. Second worst. Uh, David Collins <laughs> is <the> shit. <laughs> Lovey Smith is the new head coach of the team. David Coley fired after one year. Unfairly, I would say, but whatever. They lost a lot of games. Okay, are they the worst team in the league? And by the way, let me let me just like walk it back a little bit. Davis Mills is going to be the quarterback. He showed some signs late year. They brought back uh, Brandon Cooks, which was stunning. Yeah, I thought he was gone for sure. Uh, Two year contract. He got paid a lot of money. Derek Stingley Jr. drafted number three overall, stud if he's healthy. Okay, then they get. Hold on, I lost my thought. Oh, I mean, and they, the other headline is this. John Mechie, the third, is out for the season, likely with leukemia. Sad story. Okay. Worst team? Uh, them or maybe the Bears? Nah, bro. I mean, I think <laughs> the Bears. I think the Bears might really stink. I think the Bears might be the worst team in the league. I think the Texans are. But I would still lean Texans, Texans because oh, well, yeah, I Texans don't like are. Lovey Smith, and I just – I. Man, they are. That that organization is in turmoil. <laughs> can we, like, when we look at this team, okay, can we scrape, like, any sort of fantasy value at all here? Like, like maybe running back? Brandon Cooks was pretty good last year. He, he played well. Yeah, like, he played I think he does good. have some value, very and he had a good rapport with, with Davis Mills. All right? So, I like Brandon Cooks there. Old I, long neck Mills. Like... Fuck yeah, he does that. His neck is long, long ass leg. Uh, Jesus Christ. Fuck a long neck. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, they they add Jerry Hughes, longtime defensive end for the Bills. They add Steven Nelson from the Eagles, Mario Addison. So, like, they tried, guys. Like, they tried. They brought in Marlon Mack at running back. They drafted Damian Pierce. The draft actually looks pretty decent. Like, like. They had a pretty good draft. Looking at it, rounds one through four, they kind of, they kind of nailed it. But I'm still, I'm still down. I'm down on. Like, mainly I, just I just, I don't believe in Lovey Smith. At that all. was a weird hire. It man. was the weirdest hire ever. 
The Texans, though, uh, schedule-wise. And David Cauley, like, despite how trash they were, like, I felt like the guy still played hard for them. They did, and they showed some improvement. But I don't think that they, they, they always looked at him as like a placeholder because they missed on literally every single hire. They missed on every single coach of the coaching pool last year. Just shame. Cully's a good guy, Nick. I think you were there when we worked with him. Yeah, I think he was. You were. He was still there, and you were. Mm-hmm. You were there. Eagle ball boy times. The Texans schedule twenty eighth in the NFL. I'm saying under, bro. So am I. It's not even a question. Twenty eighth, like hardest, yeah. like so. They have the, they have the fourth hardest schedule in the league, yeah, and they were under, bro. Yeah, you know, fourth hardest schedule in the league. Felt that. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna have the number one overall pick. And I think they're going to take a quarterback next year, and then they're going to have to revamp after that. Uh, they got a long way to go. I just, I mean, I, I don't even know where you start. It's not a lot of nice things to say. Like this is the easiest segment of the year, probably. Yeah, and it's, it's not shame, a lot of nice things. Same what happened to their uh, to their second round pick, um, John Meshi the third. Yeah, out, it's sad. Out with leukemia. That's so sad, man. Like, because I was excited know, to see what he could do too. Up. Yeah, hopefully he gets better and it's he bounces up. back. It is fucked up. Um, but again, I mean, look, you took the, you took a cornerback number three overall and it's like, all right, I'm looking at my roster and it's like, all right, I should probably take somebody more impactful than a corner. I think in my opinion, I mean, they were literally so bad on both sides of the ball. Like they were, like, they were, they're literally bottom four at every position group, I think. Right. And, and <laughs> right, they're last right. in the NFL and net yards per play. Like that's, but to build a team, you got to start with your offensive line. Because, oh, I do, because they Davis do Mills ain't gonna ain't gonna survive with that offensive line. They definitely need help there. You he know was what I mean? impressive over those last few. He games. He was impressive, man. so you get him more offensive line help. I mean, I get the cornerback situation; they need in the corner, or whatever, blah blah blah. But if you really want to help and you know help Davis Mills out, I know you signed Brandon Cooks, but why don't you get him another weapon? Well, they try to, but why don't you get him in some offensive line because he's gonna need the protection. It's the Texans, cuz. I know. I think too, like they don't, they have all those picks from the Browns, so they will be coming if they if they nail those picks. Yeah, I mean, that's they, true. They had a good draft, and but they're I gearing mean, up for next year. Correct. Yeah, like, like let's let's see what happens. Like, of course, they'll probably go out and fucking win five games. They'll fuck around with unless five. Davis Mills actually is he can good. Play. Yeah. If he can play, it they're in a totally different world because now all those picks they don't need to get a quarterback. Now you can build your offensive line. I mean, you get. You know, yeah. I mean, the thing. I guess I'll, I'll try to justify why they took the corners. They were, they were, uh, they allowed the third highest success rate on targets to tight ends and wide receivers last year, and they were bottom five in pass, pass defense. So, like, you know, that's you short up the back end, but what about the pass rush? The pass rush, gotta like you got to build it. Yeah, you got to, you got to shore up the trenches, man. But I also they're, they're like going to get. They're still going to be bottom five in pass. Past defense, totally got I'll it. I bet on it. Totally got it. But I feel like there's a lot of corners that were bust, yeah, that were ranked that high. Let that alone was, one who has an injury history like that right now. That's very, very scary to take it at that high. Look position. what happened with Sidney Jones. He never got was, it back, dude. I swear to. I was just in my head. I'm like, who was that dude? The Eagles took in like the second yeah. round that they were projecting to go like in the top three. Sidney Jones. Uh, I he mean, stunk. I'm trying to. It happens find, a lot, man. I'm trying to find something with this team. You just can't. So, long story short, we'll cut it. We'll cut right into fantasy. Um, Davis Mills, avoid. 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 Okay. Marlon Mack. Well, first of all, who's starting at running back? 
I would I, say I think Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce, the rookie, yeah. rookie fourth round pick. He's good. You got Marlon Mack, who once had some ability too. Yeah, but he, right? he gets injured when he rolls out of bed. Yeah, facts, <laughs> facts. All right, and who knows if he can still play? I mean, we never even seen him because he was behind Jonathan Taylor. So you got Mack, Pierce, Rex Burkhead. We're saying Pierce starts as a group. Are we saying this? I mean, supposedly I, I, he's I turning heads. Pierce. Yeah, Pierce would be the guy that I draft because his ceiling is much higher. Like I'm, a, I'm drafting by the ceiling there. I might be willing to take him as a backup running back, and maybe he he does Flex a little play. something because be like option, he's going to be a starting running back with a goal line role, most likely. That's best-case scenario. Um, trying to look. I had something on him. Oh, yeah. Damian Pierce? Find it. Yeah. I mean, other than the coaching staff does seem to like him. I so, Brandon Cooks, draftable. <laughs> Fantasy value. Let's see. Where's he going? Uh, yeah, Brandon Cooks. 21st draftable. wide receiver, 60 uh, in the draft. Fantasy ADP. He's a wide receiver number two. He came out Perfect of nowhere flex. last year. Feels feels appropriate, right? Yeah. That's well, a fair He's fair a wide spot. receiver two flex option. Yes, absolutely. So, but I like it. I'm looking at their other wide receivers and I gave, I can't even believe this list. I I, I thought Philip Dorsett was out of the league. Chris Conley, I can't believe he's still there. Nico Collins, who's that? Well uh, they like him a lot and he's getting some buzz by the way. Like Nico Collins showed some productivity. Dorsett, dude. But still it's asking a lot. Like are we asking for like it's asking a lot to have two fantasy relevant wide receivers on this team. So I'm not going there. Uh -oh. But like I'm gonna keep my eye on Nico Collins because there's been some signs there. So I said I'm uh, just not going. I'm not going after him. I, I take say, a different. I I'll take a rookie. Is. I mean, Nico Collins. Who's that? What, what has he done? But why should you know him? You know exactly why you right. Know? If that's correct. Tight ends: Farrell Brown. Exactly. I'm looking at this. Exactly. Team. I mean, this team Booty. is dog shit. I mean, they are better off tanking like and getting and getting that quarterback. <laughs> Real yeah. shit. They are. They some dog. They shit. really are some dog shit. So let's just stick with Damian Pierce and Brandon Cooks. That's it. Call it a day. That's that's. The but only I think Cooks is options. Cooks is going to be more like a top thirty guy. I don't think he's going to be top twenty. That's I don't, I don't mind drafting him do. there. That's not bad. But like, I'm cool with you know top thirty. That's good. Put Fine. him in your flex. A and start. Don't and don't worry about it. There you go. So that's it. We're not even going to go anywhere else with the Texans. I agree. Philly Phil, you know what to do. We managed to talk this long about the AFC South. You know. We have a lot to say. It's, it's, it's content. We, yeah. we really haven't. We really haven't talked much about this division. Say what you um, say. Some of the other ones I'm we covered a, a ton. Like you know, when we get to when we get to the NFC North or the NFC East, we're gonna definitely we we've talked a shit ton about the headlines. So it's gonna be more like you, we'll probably like combine those two in in one show, something like that. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode ninety nine of P and I, and it was brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made easy also as usual we were live at the props network at propshq.com where you need to go and subscribe to our show because look if this group can talk an hour and 40 minutes about the afc south you know you're getting the best fucking football coverage around period and two of those teams and are the jaguars and the houston Texans. and we and we gave you betting angles we gave you <laughs> fantasy angles and obviously we touched on the headlines but like seriously look at the coverage we're giving you free coverage right here Go win your fucking drafts. Go win your bets. Period. Go subscribe to PNI at PropsHQ.com. Last but not least, Fantastic Fabric. DM us if you want details on merch, courtesy of IPP Pressworks, Cherryhood, New Jersey. Black and gray tanks, tees, long sleeve tees, hoodies, 
customizable customizable mugs. Okay, DM us, guys. Episode one hundred on Thursday is next. A hundred, baby. We're gonna go. We're gonna give it a hundred. We got another division Energy preview. Is gonna be on a fucking thousand for sure. No doubt. Episode one hundred. You do not want to miss next fucking episode on Thursday night. P and 100th episode. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your hoes. Tell your mistresses. I don't care who you tell. Get them all in the stream and let's have a fucking party for number 100, baby. Because that's what we keep it here at P and I. Authentic sports talk. We ain't gonna find nowhere else. It's P and I, baby. I think at that what point, Nick, you just gotta I take it away. You just gotta I, take I over. I just I want to go breathe. ahead. Do your I wanna, thing. I want to let it breathe. You know what I mean? You gotta. There we go. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on every single platform such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and we will see you guys this Thursday for episode 100 at PNI, baby, 8 p.m. And tell your hoes. <laughs> <laughs>